June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, the South braces for tornadoes, baseball-sized hail, and dangerous winds as California digs out. And there's another storm brewing. Here are tonight's top headlines. Millions under severe weather alerts from Texas to Mississippi as snow traps California residents. Please, we are begging you, send help. People are trapped in their homes. The jury in the double murder trial of Alec Murdaugh begins deliberating why one juror got dismissed on the final day. Severe turbulence puts seven people in the hospital. A passenger describes the frightening moments. I thought at that moment that I was just going to die. And we're just learning actor Matthew McConaughey was on board that international flight. The House Ethics Committee opens an investigation into embattled Republican George Santos. Congress and the House of Representatives needs to hold its own members accountable. Ohio residents meeting face-to-face -face with the company responsible for that toxic train derailment. You're worried about having your kids play in your yard or your dog go outside without getting sick. Dragon, SpaceX, go for launch. Engines full power and liftoff. Vehicle is supersonic. The crew is in orbit. Welcome to orbit. Congratulations. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. Tonight we take a look at the opioid crisis ravaging communities across the country. In our Eye on America, school teachers are now enlisted to help save lives amid the rising number of teen fentanyl poisonings. Plus, we've got our retirement series. It continues with a lesson on never giving up on your lifelong dream from a 79-year-old college senior. But first, the double murder trial of Alec Murdaugh is now in the hands of the jury. The disgraced South Carolina attorney is accused of killing his wife and youngest son to distract from his mounting financial crimes and drug addiction. In closing arguments, the defense sought to raise doubts in the minds of jurors by accusing investigators of fabricating 
evidence and shoddy police work. CBS's Nikki Batiste starts us off tonight from outside that courthouse in South Carolina. Good evening, Nikki. Nora, good evening. The jury of five women and seven men have been deliberating since mid-afternoon. The day started with some drama in the courtroom after a juror was caught giving her opinion of the case. That's a jury violation. Be seated. A juror in the Alec Murdoch case was dismissed this morning after she discussed the case with at least three individuals. Uh, though it does not appear that the, the conversations were that extensive, it did involve the juror offering her opinion. During closing arguments today, defense attorney Jim Griffin argued the police investigation was sloppy and pointed to the lack of physical evidence connecting Murdoch to the murders. How could he have butchered Maggie and Paul? without leaving a trace of evidence within a matter of minutes. Griffin also insisted Murdahl loved his family and losing them was enough. On behalf of Alex, on behalf of Buster, on behalf of Maggie, and on behalf of my friend Paul, I respectfully request that you do not compound a family tragedy with another. Prosecutor John Meters acknowledged lingering questions, but argued Murdaugh was untrustworthy, lying about his opioid addiction, his alleged financial crimes, and where he was minutes before the murders. Richard Alexander Murdaugh loved, I think he loved me. I think he loved Paul. But you know who he loved more than that? He loved Alex. If convicted, Alec Murdoch faces 30 years to life in prison. If he's not convicted, he could still face life in prison for financial crimes, some of which he's admitted to during this trial. Nora? Nikki Batiste, who's been covering the trial for us, thank you. Well, tonight, tens of millions across the South from Texas to Mississippi are bracing for a likely outbreak of tornadoes, heavy rains, and flash flooding. Meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel is following the path of the storm for us. Good evening, Mike. Nora, good evening. We're in the midst of what is going to be likely a significant severe weather outbreak and three dangers in particular. We're following tornadoes, a torcon of five places like Dallas and Little Rock. You'll be affected on a one to 10 scale that sits right in the middle. Then there's a risk for some high winds, 75 mile per hour winds or greater. Those are hurricane force winds and then two inch diameter hail could be the size of tennis balls or larger in isolated spots. Hour by hour, let's walk you through that forecast. Dallas gets hit this evening, working its way through the deep south, the mid south as well. Significant rain dumps out of this as well, so a large flood risk. Tomorrow, from Montgomery and Atlanta all the way to the Ohio Valley, we'll watch for significant storms here. Not to mention, there is some cold air in place here. So notice this, Nora, from Chicago to Detroit to Boston, watching for half a foot of snow or more. All right, on alert. Thank you, Mike. While the deadly snowstorm in California's Sierra Nevada has moved east, emergency crews are still trying to reach those trapped inside their homes. Governor Gavin Newsom declared a state of emergency in more than a dozen counties to help the relief effort. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti is there. A desperate scene in the mountains of California. People are trapped in their homes and have been for now more than five days because the streets are not plowed. Powerful images of the massive snowfall up to the rooftops. Miles and miles of streets buried, impassable. 
This is the only route out for resident Michelle Calkins. This is her house. We need help. People are trapped in their homes. They cannot get medicine, heart medicine, insulin. Plow operators are doing what they can. The state vowing to send emergency food and supplies. But here's what happened to one nearby market that had been open. Our store was a total loss. The, the entire roof collapsed. There's nothing salvageable inside. To the south in Malibu, the aftermath of the latest violent storm is still being felt. And in Northern California, avalanche warnings remain in the Sierra Nevada. One hit this apartment building near Lake Tahoe. All residents got out safely. To give you a sense of scale, this avalanche was a wall of ice and snow, 25 feet tall, 200 yards wide, capable of moving at speeds up to 150 miles per hour. It uprooted entire trees, sending them like projectiles into this three-story apartment complex. It is the first avalanche to hit town since the mid-90s, Nora. Stunning to see, Jonathan Vigliotti. Thank you. Back here in Washington, it's rare for Republicans and Democrats to agree on anything. But today, the House Ethics Committee voted unanimously to investigate embattled Congressman George Santos. We get more now from CBS's Caitlin Huey Burns. The House Ethics Panel is looking at a wide range of potential violations, including whether Congressman Santos engaged in unlawful activity during his 2022 congressional campaign and failed to disclose required information on statements filed with the House of Representatives. New York Democrat Dan Goldman filed one of those complaints. All of his lies about his uh, background, his education, his employment history, his religion, that doesn't violate any laws as it stands right now. So our ethics complaint really focused on the specific laws that we thought he may have violated. The panel is also looking at whether Santos violated federal conflict of interest laws and engaged in potential sexual misconduct towards a volunteer staffer in his congressional office. The move by the Ethics Committee comes as CBS News exclusively learned that Santos was questioned by the U.S. Secret Service in 2017 about an ATM skimming operation and forced to hand over his cell phone. A Santos associate seen here pleaded guilty to stealing ATM numbers in Seattle and sending them to Brazil. Santos was never charged, but in a court hearing, he's heard allegedly lying about his work history. And so what do you do for work? And Nora, for his part, Santos said that he will fully comply with this ethics committee investigation and will have no further comment at this time. But there's also federal and local investigations into his campaign finances at the same time. A lot of investigations. Caitlin Huey Burns, thank you so much. Well, tonight we're hearing from passengers who say they thought they were going to die after a flight from Austin, Texas, experienced severe turbulence, sending glass and food flying into the aisle. Here's CBS's Lilia Luciano. It happened suddenly and without warning. Lufthansa Flight 469 flying from Austin, Texas to Frankfurt, Germany Wednesday evening hit severe turbulence about 90 minutes after takeoff. Lufthansa Airbus A330 experienced extreme turbulence. While cruising over Tennessee, the plane shook violently and dropped 200 feet. As a precaution, pilots landed outside Washington, D.C. at Dulles International. Were you just fearing the worst? Absolutely. I thought I was going to die. Georgie Nazarek was on the flight. Everybody was silent. It was just trashed all over. A lot of food thrown around. It was really wild. 172 passengers and 12 crew members were on board. 
Lufthansa tells CBS News the flight experienced what's known as clear air turbulence, which can occur without visible weather phenomena or advanced warning. The fact that there was meal service going on on this plane would indicate to me at least that there must not have been much of, a, of an advanced warning. Unexpected turbulence like that is precisely why it's so important to keep your seatbelt on at all times, even when the sign is off. That passenger we talked to said the captain, upon landing, went to check on every passenger seat by seat. And that, by the way, Nora, included actor Matthew McConaughey and his wife who were on that flight. Wow, what a nightmare for those on board. Thank you. We're learning new details about what happened at that Pennsylvania airport yesterday when a man allegedly tried to bring explosives onto an Allegiant Airlines flight. An FBI agent says Mark Muffley admitted to stashing explosive powder, fuses, and a lighter into his checked luggage. Prosecutors say Muffley called his girlfriend to pick him up when he heard his name over the loudspeaker. Muffley also allegedly changed his phone number to avoid being tracked while he's now being held without bail. Tonight, residents in East Palestine, Ohio, will finally get their chance to confront representatives from the Norfolk Southern Rail Company at a town hall. Meanwhile, the EPA is ordering the rail company to expand its testing to include chemicals that stay in the environment longer. Residents are still worried about their health one month after the accident. CBS's Roxana Saberi has new details. When the train derailed in East Palestine, Eric Whiting filmed with his drone from home, just a quarter of a mile away. Now, nearly a month later, he still fears the contamination will harm his kids' health, but he doesn't have the means to move away. This is a chemical disaster in a town that uh, you can't be near the water without getting sick. You're worried about having your kids play in your yard or your dog go outside without getting sick, and that's, that's a shame that I have to worry about that in my own home. Authorities say so far, tests show the town's air and municipal water are safe. How are you? But environmental activist Aaron Brockovich, who investigated contaminated water in California in the 90s, says residents have reason to be concerned. The narrative needs to be this community and what happened to them. They are not stupid. They are not making things up. So far, more than 2 million gallons of liquid wastewater and about 1,400 tons of solid waste have been hauled away to seven disposal sites in four states. Just south of the disaster zone, in East Liverpool, many say they don't want the toxic waste either. Who knows what's going to come of this years down the road. I don't think we'll ever find out what the, uh, what the major effects are. What the health effects could Absolutely, be. Absolutely, yeah. At the public meeting now happening in the school behind me, some residents hope to voice their concerns directly to Norfolk Southern representatives for the first time. Nora, we've also learned the company's CEO plans to testify at a Senate hearing a week from today. We'll be watching. Roxana Saberi, thank you so much. Well, we learned today that black face masks, a knife, and a gun were among the items seized by police when they searched the family home of University of Idaho murder suspect Brian Koberger. Koberger was arrested at his parents' home in Pennsylvania in December, nearly seven weeks after four students were found stabbed to death. Well, the newly unsealed search warrant documents show investigators also seized and dismantled Koberger's white Hyundai Elantra, the same type of car seen in surveillance footage near the murder scene. 
We want to turn now to the nation's growing opioid epidemic. There's been a surge of accidental overdose deaths in teens, largely due to fentanyl. Well, now 30 states are allowing the drug naloxone, which can reverse opioid overdoses, to be administered in schools. In tonight's Eye on America, CBS's Christina Ruffini takes us inside one district's effort to save students' lives. The most important lesson being taught at school on this day isn't for the students, it's for their teachers. How do you know when a person is overdosing? Last month, a 14-year-old died after suspected opioid overdose in an Arlington, Virginia high school. The school district immediately took action, with the rare step of requiring all secondary school teachers to learn how to use Narcan, or other generic forms of the drug naloxone, which can reverse the effects of an overdose in just minutes. Will that cause any problems if they're not overdosing on opioids? No, it will definitely not cause any problems. Craig Pepper says he and his fellow teachers want the life-saving treatment on hand. So I'll have one in my desk, in my room, so I could administer it immediately if I had to. But teachers aren't the only ones getting an education. Parents and community members are rushing to these free training sessions to learn how to use naloxone and bring it home. Emily Sickvilland is the opioids program manager for Arlington County. In a given month, we normally give out 150 to 200 boxes of Narcan. We are probably getting close to 1,000 boxes requested in a two-week period. Nationwide, fatal overdoses in young people jumped 123% from 2019 to 2021. The vast majority of those deaths involved fentanyl. Who should be carrying Narcan with them? Everyone. It's a basic first aid tool that all of us should have in our medicine cabinets. According to the CDC, if an overdose is suspected, first call 911, then administer naloxone. It literally just goes in the nose and you just squirt it. Keep the person awake and breathing until help arrives. Let's say that you've given them a dose um, and you, you don't see any response. Um, you can, after two minutes, you can give them another dose. Ann Seitz has twin 14-year-old boys, the same age as the student who overdosed. It's scary to be a parent right now. If we can help anyone by being trained, it's powerful. Because when it comes to saving lives, knowledge is power. For Eye on America, Christina Ruffini, Arlington, Virginia. A towering inferno erupts in Hong Kong. The dramatic video from the scene, that's next. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great-tasting dairy, you'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms who are protecting over 400,000 acres of organic farmland and all the plants and animals that call it home. This is dairy you can feel good about. It's great-tasting, high-quality organic dairy ethically sourced from small organic family farms. To find Organic Valley Dairy near you, visit ov.coop. That's ov.coop. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. A 
A 42-story skyscraper being built in Hong Kong went up in flames today. Multiple floors are still smoldering, sending sparks high into the air. Some who live in the area have been evacuated. Four buildings nearby also briefly caught fire. The cause of this inferno still under investigation. Jazz saxophone legend Wayne Shorter has died. We're going to take a look back at his groundbreaking music. That's next. A jazz giant died today. Saxophone innovator Wayne Shorter. Shorter stood shoulder to shoulder and horn to horn with some of the greatest jazz legends of his generation, including Miles Davis. Shorter blazed new trails on the tenor and soprano sax, later finding crossover success with Joni Mitchell, Steely Dan, Don Henley, and Nora Jones. He died just weeks after winning his 13th Grammy Award. Wayne Shorter was 89 years old. Our series on Retirement Ready heads back to school with a great-grandmother who's also a great student. That's next. If you can't watch the CBS Evening News, you can listen. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Finally tonight, as we continue our series on retirement, we meet a woman who proves it's never too late to pursue your passion. CBS's Nancy Chen shows us how she's inspiring others. Hello, my beautiful friends. Known as Grandma Great to her 2 million plus TikTok followers. It's a beautiful day on campus. Sharon Barber is a proud senior at Utah's Weber State University. This is where you go to school. It is. Decades ago, the now 79-year-old put school on pause and raised a family. 16 grandchildren and eight great-grandchildren later, after retiring as a substitute teacher, where else to go but back to class? It was scary. I got my textbook. So I was like, what does this mean? I don't even know. Okay. Barbara, however, quickly not only excelled in the classroom, but also on TikTok. I'm doing some homework. Sharing her own lessons to followers. So I have 2.2 million TikTok grandchildren. How does that feel to say out loud? It feels good. I'm talking to you. I feel that I'm making a connection with people. That connection on campus as well. There isn't a certain age to go yeah. back to school. 
And she proved that. It doesn't matter how old you are. Just do your best. A standout student showing what it takes to be great. Nancy Chen, CBS News, Ogden, Utah. Love that Sharon never gave up on her dreams. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast. I'm here with my producer, Becca. Becca, what can people expect on the podcast? The extended moments, for sure. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. I use the internet. 